This episode is sponsored by Fire and Fuel Coaching, where I help you discover who you are and where you want to go, both on and off the job. For more information, please reach out to me at my Instagram handle at Jerry Fire and Fuel. Welcome to Enduring the Bad Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Dean Lund, and today my very special guest is Madison Lund. We had a very heart-to-heart discussion in this episode, and Madison revealed a lot of things to me that she has never revealed to me before. And it was very real, very raw, very vulnerable. And we talked for about an hour. And when I went to take the file off my recording device, the file was gone. And I probably spent about 40 hours trying to retrieve this file of this recording of her and I. And it was just very important to me to find because it was just very real and just very raw. And uh, I think as all first responders, you know, we think we talk to our kids about a lot of things. But, you know, maybe we don't. Maybe we really don't get their perspective of how they see us and the effect of our career on them. And she went into detail about, you know, how it was very hard to survive without me being around and then going through a divorce and being so young and being made fun of at school and struggling, you know, with money. And it was just very heartbreaking to hear a lot of things from her. But the real thing that really sparked this podcast was Madison and her boyfriend were driving late one Saturday night in the mountains of Utah and it was snowing. The roads had been really bad throughout the day and increasingly got bad that night they came around a corner and they saw just sheer devastation a semi-truck hit some type of vehicle and parts were just scattered all over the road and for me it brings back a lot of memories of a lot of car accidents but for madison this is her first encounter with such a thing Uh, she got out to see what she could do and they came up to the car and the person in the car uh, was gone and I, I don't mean passed away they were missing from the vehicle the seat and all were just completely removed from this vehicle being hit by a semi they finally located him Um, It was very devastating to her. She didn't know a body could look so horribly. Um, And it just really shook her to the core. But she knew by looking at the car, there were still three car seats in the car. And that she had to, you know, gather people up to search for these kids. It turned out that there were no other kids in the vehicle. And this, uh, you know, honestly, was just an adult driving by himself. Uh, she also attended to the truck driver, making sure that you know he, he wasn't his fault, and she didn't want him to see that and uh, have to experience that. And some other truck drivers stopped and you know took him away from the scene a little bit, where he could just be there and not have to s- deal with that. It just was very bizarre to me that I could not find, you know, this recording. And I did find two little small audio files. And in this episode, 
Madison and I, uh, what's left of the episode, I should say, Madison and I talk about depression, social media, loving your kids, and, you know, taking the time to really connect and love your kids. And she will talk just briefly about um, her connection with uh, my ex-wife and I, and you just need to really hear the whole the whole story. But this 10 minutes, I guarantee, will be impactful to you. Let's join this episode with Madison Lund. Their lessons I felt that I learned from the stranger um, was this, like, the clarity in in just the world around me, like, I felt like, like many other people, I had an addiction to social media, to Snapchat, Instagram, and it was so frustrating for me, because I never felt like enough, like, you post something, and you're like, oh, it's not good enough, I saw somebody <laughs> else's, or like, I need to stay up and look like I'm on it all the time, when it's not the reality, and I just, like, felt like, after the I saw the accident, I saw how fragile and tangible real life really is in front of me. I realized um, that stuff is not that important. And I was feeling so much anxiety to check my phone. like, And I hated that. I felt like I was a slave to my device. Like, I felt like I had no control. And it just gave me the power to, like, to get off. The only thing I'm yeah. using right now is Facebook to stay in touch with family. Yeah. But, like, I just, like, it gave me the power to get off. And the next day when I had... Um, two days later and I had to work on Monday it was interesting because an old an older gentleman called me I work as a contact person at a bank so I do a little bit of every job at the bank especially and one of those jobs <laughs> is listening to the elderly because they don't have anyone to talk to yeah and he just like all of a sudden was like um he had just lost his wife and he was like I just feel like that you've like suffered this great loss he said I feel empowered to tell you like the only thing that matters in this life is love yeah that is powerful yeah it's yeah. true it just made me cry because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he didn't even know me he didn't know anything about me and yeah. and you know he even was like i know that you're a good person and i feel you and you deserve you know to be okay and to feel okay and it's just if that much love can come from a stranger who doesn't know me, yeah. why can't I love a stranger um, in that fatality? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I love little children <laughs> in Africa and <laughs> India and people everywhere suffering? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. It is. Uh, I mean, we're robbing ourselves. I mean, we use our phones, supposed to be a tool, not mm -hmm. a. Crutch. Yeah, not a crutch. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And it's it's taking it's taking away from our lives these interactions and moments that we could be having with people. Instead, we don't have those moments. We don't have those interactions because we're on our phones. Yeah. And it's like even at the store where people like have their headphones and and you know are on their phones and. Like not making any like social interacting action with people, I think yeah. why, that's why people have some social anxieties because the only social 
aspect of their life is on their phone and they're communicating through their phone, not yeah. an actual person. You know, you, you read, you read people or you feel people through, you know, not just words, yeah. like body you know, language, body language. No, for sure. Yeah. It's, so I think his advice is, you know, I, I think that we are robbing our, our kids, you know, or generations of real, real interaction, real love, real, just real life. Right. Yeah. Cause social media, it's not always a real life. Like it's not, it's I, the highlight reel of life's. It's not real. Yeah. Honestly, if I didn't have this business, <laughs> which is really not even a, a business, I have a couple of business, but you know, I really, I wouldn't, don't think I would find myself on my phone. Like I, I'm like you, I, I like to see what, uh, family and friends are doing, mm -hmm. but other than that, I really don't have a lot of need for it. Yeah. This is what's crazy. I like two things on that. I felt like, you know, as a younger individual, you're always like, Oh, the, these older generations, like they don't even know technology. Like they don't even have a phone. They don't know what they're missing out on. Yeah. And what I've noticed is like, we're the ones missing out. I've had so much more free time just cutting out social, a lot of social media and um, not caring what other people think, not wasting so much time getting ready and, you know, just to what, prove myself, what, to, for everyone <laughs> to forget the next day. Like, um, so yeah, so I think there's a, it would be really cool. They know what's going on. They're sitting in their houses painting with Bob Ross and doing <laughs> yeah. all these fun things. And we're just like, oh, a meme. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, like, I think so many parents are scared to take away kids' phones because they feel like their children, like, they feel like their children being like, oh, well, so-and-so's parents don't make me do that. But it's like, it's not your job to be their friend. It's your job to be their parent. Yeah. And it's like, as and I'm not a parent, so I, sh <laughs> you know... Obviously, I don't really have a place to say this, but at the same time, like, the kids don't understand how damaging it is for them. I know my little sister suffers with a lot of social anxiety. She wouldn't, you know, it was hard to get her to go to dances, to just hang out with friends on the weekends. I just see her getting more depressed because she's so afraid to interact with people in the outside world because she was born in 05. She has no, <laughs> she has never lived in a world without that kind of access to instant technology. Yeah. At least I felt some transition between home phones and <laughs> cell phones, like in the accessibility changing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No. Yeah. I. I it, it's funny because she's got a. She's very quiet. Mm hmm. But when she like livens up a little bit, like she's got a really like great personality and and it's fun to be around. But it's just like. Cracking open that shell. shell of her is really, really tough. And I have no clue where that came from. I know. And she's, and I really do think a lot of that does have to do with just, you know, anxiety of being brought up and social media. But yeah, she's so cute deep down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She loves you a lot. Love her too. Yeah. It was a, that's a whole whole nother story to get into someday. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But any uh, last words? Any for or not necessary last words? But <laughs> <laughs> how about any just anything? Any recommendations for 
maybe even parents or kids as a first responder? Like, Yeah. Um, for parents, I feel like you need to take the time to connect to your children. You might think, I love them. They should know that, but they don't. They have no idea. You need to tell them a million times every day. Hug them. Take a moment to just embrace them. I felt like I didn't really hug my parents. And my mom doesn't really like to be touched. (laughs) And she was my mom. And so now I'm like, tell other people, like, don't hug me. (laughs) But take the time. We need to feel loved, you know. Um, Please, parents, reach out to your children. And I would hope that children, um, as much as they probably wouldn't understand this right now, is to um, be patient with your parents. One day you'll grow up and realize you have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like parents and children need to know that when they're yelling and frustrated and stuff like that, it's usually not because you're just angry. It's because you need to be embraced. You need to be loved. And I had that experience on Friday night. I had a big fight with my partner and I was yelling and fighting with him and he just came up and and hugged me and I just broke down because that's just what I needed. I just needed to feel loved. So just love one another. (laughs) Even Why is that so hard? Because <laughs> even... everybody, no one wants to give in. No one wants to. Everybody wants to stand their ground, and no one wants to. Pride. Come across to the other side, like it's so much of life situations could be handled just yeah, just right. Take out your pride, your ego, or whatever, and just yeah, yeah. Your pride's just, not worth it. If it's someone that you care about love on them yeah it's, it's not it's not hard it's free too it's <laughs> it is free and it's crazy because you think oh no something terrible is gonna happen to me if i lose my pride but it's like what best case scenario you show somebody you love them worst case scenario what you look bad for a second like yeah. it's not the stakes nothing is as bad as you think it is that's true so true and all like your mind is plays the craziest tricks on you. But yeah, that's a big yeah. one. And um, I can leave you with, the, I think it's Mark Twain. I don't want to mess this up. But he basically said, my life was full of tragedies. He said, and most of them never even happened. Oh, yeah. Or came true. That's so true. Because we worry yeah. so much about nothing that <laughs> even happens. Yeah. Stop worrying about having a nice house and car and start worrying does my child know that I love them? Yeah. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me, Dad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a great, great talk with you. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to Enduring the Batch Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Dean Lund, and I want to personally thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you access your podcast. If you know someone that would be great on the show, please get a hold of me at Jerry Fire and Fuel on Instagram, and also you can reach out to me on Enduring the Badge Podcast on Instagram as well. Remember, the views and opinions expressed during the show represent our guests and hosts alone.